Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic ex- Nope, I'm gonna do that one more time. Him. Him. Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the chip to his Dale, Michael Howard. Rescue Rangers. Do, 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 do. That's all I got. Oh, is that is that what that's from? I, w- I thought it was Chip and Dale dancers. I thought we were going to get naked and dance. Well, I I mean, I would show you up Chris Farley style, but I don't have his moves. I don't think you have Swayze's moves. I, th- I, I, th- Michael, <laughs> I honestly, I think Rescue Rangers is our safest option here. Let's all right. Be <laughs> okay. <laughs> if the if the goal is erotic dance, I think we both fail miserably. What if we were the Rescue Rangers doing exotic dance? That seems like some branding issues that will get us sued by the Disney Corporation, <laughs> and I cannot wait. Let's fucking do it. But did you know that Chip and Dale are actually modeled after Magnum P.I. and Indiana Jones? Is that a true story that you just told to me? What? Are you serious about that? Yeah, have you ever seen them? The, the Dale is wearing Holy a Magnum P.I. shirt, and Chip is wearing a leather jacket with the fucking Indiana Jones hat. Shit, yeah, it is. Holy fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, somebody on Twitter posted that like a while back, and it blew my fucking mind for like a, a week. I was I was basically in a coma for a week thinking about it. Yeah, damn, all right. I missed That's... a whole week of work. <laughs> Just contemplating the... that, that reality. The... Because of the goddamn Chippendales. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds... Pr- wow. Sorry, Michael. I have to... My brain's shutting down. I'm going to be in a coma <laughs> until next week's episode. <laughs> well, I guess it's just me now. Mm-hmm. Talk about what you want to talk about. I have to go to sleep now. I have a chipmunk coma coming my way. <laughs> well, Michael, how you doing, buddy? Uh, You know what? I'm not doing so great. Oh. Oh, no. Why's that? What happened? Um, who hurt- Michael, who- well, Michael, who hurt you? I don't know. I mean, yesterday was a very special day of the year mm-hmm. for me and I assume you as well. And not, um, the- not, a, not a single person um, wished me a happy International Men's Day. There was no gifts, no balloons. Like, Nothing, what? Huh? what is this world? It's like, hey, is the patriarchy not worth anything? Right. Like, I, where I is get- my appreciation? You know what, what I'm saying? It- what is a traditional International Men's Day gift? I am curious because I, uh, I I didn't receive one. No one in my life cared enough about me to get me anything. I assume it's a fedora. I, I think it has to be a fedora. Maybe like a le- maybe like a leather trench coat from the Matrix, <laughs> and uh, probably a katana. Definitely so you, a katana. So you yes. can study the blade <laughs> while you while you are out. Doing something else. I was studying the blade. That's a good point, Michael. Any man worth his salt has actually already studied the blade, has spent his entire life studying the blade mm-hmm. while you were partying. I that is true. The blade. Damn. That's why. That's probably why I didn't I didn't get uh, the recognition I deserve, because I did not study the blade. Yeah. Like, fuck you, dude. You, yeah. think, you think you're hot shit? Mm-hmm. It's, it's only International Real Men's Day. <laughs> I, it's honestly, International Nice Guys Day. I so I mentioned something to Rachel last night about International Men's Day, and she literally did not believe me that it was International Men's Day, and she was like, "What? So it's like a day, like yeah, a normal like, day? It's like a yeah, it's a Sunday. Okay, it's International Men's Day, like every other day of the week or the year." Yeah, I think we've made fun of some like rando international blank days throughout <laughs> this year. Like, oh, it's mm-hmm. International Donut Day. Cool. We really need one for that. 
of all the unnecessary days that I can personally imagine, Men's Day is 100% at the top of that list. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 useless as a day, and pretty much anyone who celebrates it is also useless as a person. So, and one hundred percent either a member of uh, the subreddit Red Pill or Incels, <laughs> which Michael, if you're not familiar, actually just got shut down, but it stood for involuntary celibates, men who weren't having sex, but not by choice. <laughs> Oof. Is that yeah. so? It's the self-own Reddit, pretty much. Okay. It is the self-owned Reddit. Okay. Nonstop. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, so speaking of holidays, though, this will come out on Turkey Day. On so a happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, Michael Cushing. Hap- yeah, likewise. Happy American Thanksgiving to all mm-hmm. your family and yourself. Yes. And for anyone who is not in America, this is the day where we celebrate um, the everlasting truce that the pilgrims and the indians made together and they never hurt each other ever again and so that's what we celebrate every year the indigenous tribes of this nation gave us a bushel of corn and a big old honking turkey and we Mm -hmm. never hurt them again actually that is so 100 percent not true we (laughs) we uh yeah actually thanksgiving now that i think about it is basically just international men's day but you get together with family and yell at each (laughs) other about politics It's a celebration of all the bad... Actually, yeah, it's a celebration of International Men's Day, really. Shit, you're right. It's imperialism, colonialism, and all sorts of genocide just wrapped up into... Damn it, Michael, you ruined my favorite holiday of the year. But you still get to eat a lot of food, at least? Damn it, okay, it's back on, I love it. (laughs) Dude, so you know how every year the, the president pardons a turkey? Yeah, I do, and it almost sounds like this year... Donald Trump is asking which turkey he should kill and not which turkey he should pardon. No, no, no. So I was looking into this a little bit. People are making a big deal about it this year. And I think it's just because of Donald Trump being terrible. So they assume he's doing something terrible. But like, apparently it's a thing that every year there's two different turkeys. And they choose which one. We've all seen the West Wing. Yeah, right. we've all seen the West But Wing. did you know that they stay in a fancy hotel the night before they, or like the whole week before they actually get pardoned? Uh, it was my understanding that they, they put the turkeys in the press secretary's office, and then they just stay there. That's, that's <laughs> no, what I have they stay, been They stay in a hotel, the and there is pictures of these fucking turkeys staying in a hotel suite at a swanky hotel, and they get like special hold food. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Are these fucking poultry bird-ass motherfuckers staying in a Trump hotel in D.C.? They're not staying in a Trump hotel. I don't think so. Um, But it is... I I did make sure it's not paid for by our tax dollars. It is paid for by the National Turkey Federation. Who the... Why? Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) They are not running a good business or nonprofit. Whatever sort of organization they have is bad. Dude, I'm going to send you I'm gonna send mo- this article. Put him in a Motel 6. <laughs> I need to send you this article because these pictures are ridiculous. It's at the Willard Hotel. It sounds nice. Damn, that sounds mm-hmm. fancy as shit. These turkeys look very handsome. I thought turkeys were kind of nasty and grungy, like the like the gray and like dark brown feathers. But these are no, they, snow yeah, white these are, little angel birds. white and they have, yeah, they have like purpley bluish heads that almost mm-hmm. look cool. Yeah, no, they're beautiful, for sure. Yeah, I don't know where they find these fucking turkeys, man. 
So this is on the White House's Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're staying in a room with a nightly rate of two hundred and seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does look like they're just in like the Lincoln bedroom here, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, they donated a lot of money, Michael Cushing. They get to stay in the Lincoln bedroom, dude. So in this corner of this room is just a dick ton of sawdust, and like a whole half well, of the room is covered in sawdust for these turkeys to roost in, I suppose. Well, they got a they got a pee somewhere, you know. Yeah. Again, though, this is a $300 a night hotel filled with sawdust for the two turkeys to piss and shit in. Yeah, I mean, so, like, sometimes when you go to a hotel, they'll be like, oh, we're going to give you the special suite. It's where the celebrities stay. Oh, Johnny Depp stayed there or something. Uh, No, thanks. I don't want that room. (laughs) How would you like to know that, like, hey, uh, the presidential pardoned turkeys stayed in your room well fuck no i don't want that there's like turkey pee everywhere was the one killed in the room or no the one the, the room the one who doesn't get pardoned they both get pardoned only one of them gets to go to the rose garden though now one of them doesn't die that's what i thought oh. too i thought that one of them died Okay, that makes it a lot less morbid. So both of these turkeys get to live out a natural life. Yes. Elsewhere, just one gets to visit the White House. Yes, the the one who I assume is better behaved gets to go to the White House. Okay, what do you want to bet that both of these turkeys... So one gets pardoned. Uh And Donald Trump has misunderstood the entirety of the situation. (laughs) And just on the Rose Garden lawn, snaps this turkey's neck in half. Yeah. Yeah, he goes, oh, yeah, I pardoned the other turkey. This is where you die. This is where I carry out our good Lord's justice on the Rose Garden lawn. <laughs> Saith the Lord, I must snap your neck on the Rose Garden lawn in front speaking of all of, of these people. Yeah, speaking of that dipshit, um, so apparently he's traveling to Mar-a-Lago in West Palm Beach, which is pretty close to where my parents are, uh, directly after he pardons one of these fucking birds. And uh, he's going to shut down the entirety of Palm Beach County on Black Friday. Yeah. Which yeah, is it's gonna pretty, be, pretty cool. It's going to be bad for y'all. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I don't ever want to leave the house on Black Friday. So hopefully it, might, it shouldn't be too bad. Um, and also, I never want to drive again because I drove 11 hours straight on Friday night <laughs> to get here. And I don't want to be in a car ever again. So, you know, since we're talking about turkeys and all all their sundry shenanigans and whatnot. Um, okay, so, Michael, you remember we talked a couple months ago about folks in Arkansas dropping turkeys out of a plane? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah those good boys. Um, well, just like Donald Trump has free reign to kill anything, any animal he wants to, um, apparently the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, has investigated our turkey drop. And found there there are no violations with the Arkansas event. <laughs> because no one ever thought they'd need a rule against drive, dropping live turkeys from a plane. The problem with writing rules for specific situations is that, um, you know, someone's going to come up with a way around it. Like, oh, I can't drop turkeys. Well, what if I drop chickens? And you're like, okay, well, no fowls. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop this, like, flying squirrel. It's now, it's now raining alligators. Ta-da, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I can't drop animals out. And you're like, okay, well, what about this horribly long-legged six-and-a-half-foot teddy bear? Well, now, I oh, mean, God. okay. No, yeah, I did see that. That is bad. That is, that is a bad bear. 
Um, and then you're like, oh, well, okay, I'll just, I won't drop anything. I'll just draw dicks in the sky. And you're like, okay, well, we can't stop you from drawing dicks either. The Navy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get, to, we'll get to that one in a second. But apparently, so first of all, this year's Turkey Trot drop took place on October 14th, which seems a little early for dropping live turkeys out of a plane. Because I, I feel, I mean, not that there's ever a right time to do it, but if there was a right time to do it, I feel like it would be Thanksgiving or like the day before Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, but I mean, at least they're dropping live turkey, so you don't have to find a freezer to put them in. You can keep them alive in your house. You just put down some, you know, sawdust in the corner of your room for them to pee in, and then you can murder them later. Well, it does say that last year, they don't give numbers for this year, a dozen turkeys were dropped out of planes, and two of them died on impact, um, which, <laughs> pretty goddamn grim. Mm. Um, but, mm. uh, actually, so no no apparent reports of turkey deaths uh, was the thing. But the FAA says our regulations only cover, quote, objects, and specify that they can be dropped from an aircraft as long as they don't pose a danger to people or property on the ground. And since this year they dropped them over a creek or a park, there was no danger to people or property. Well, what if there was a person in the park and or a just turkey just a... lands on your head? What if you didn't or... know about this tradition? You just happened to be strolling through the park. All of a sudden, just... turkey on your head. Yeah. and I mean, hey, good for you. You broke that turkey's fall. Oops, your head is full of turkey talons. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a hell of a way to go, huh? Yeah, just... 30 pound turkey drops in your face yeah. and claws your head off. Yeah. No. Mur- murdered by f- murdered by dropped turkey. Of all the ways to go, that's probably how I like that or ah, shit. There's a show on HBO like six feet under where someone gets killed from uh, a uh, like a space station deorbiting and the toilet seat from it flies out and hits her in the head. <laughs> like that's kind of how I want to go out. A space a toilet. toilet seat hitting you in the head. A space toilet coming and hitting me in the head. Specifically, a space toilet. If it, it has, what if it was has just? To be. What if it was just like an airplane toilet seat? I would be so mad because at least with a space station toilet, only like a finite number of butts have touched that, and it's mm. like the best of the best, the cream of of the crop of humanity. Like That's only the point. most elite heinies have touched that thing. It'd be an an honor to go out that way, actually. Maybe most of them didn't even really touch it, because they're probably floating most of the time. Floating right above it, yeah. They're probably strapped in, not even touching that bad boy. Yep, can't wait for that. Please hit me. That's the cleanest toilet seat on the... I was going to say planet, but... um, (laughs) It's only on the planet after it murders you. Yes, thank God. But yeah, no, an airplane toilet... How would that not burn up on impact? I mean, how would that not burn up on entry? I mean, maybe it was shielded by, I don't know, Michael, I don't, we have to think through the physics of it, but um, maybe it was shielded by the exterior of the space station and then as a whole oh. burned its way through the, yeah, it just flew out at the last second. I will say, if I got hit and killed with an airplane toilet seat, I would be so mad. I would rather actually be killed by a pack of chihuahuas than that. <laughs> a murder of chihuahuas? Yeah, I'd rather... S- let me see. I'm going to put the number at 70 chihuahuas. I think that's the number that would it take to take me down. Oof. They would have to, like, climb on each other like the zombies in World War Z to get up to your throat. Yeah, even 70 chihuahuas would have to take me by surprise. But if yes. I was on the ground, it would be it'd be tough. I'm going to say 120 chihuahuas. I feel yeah, like I could take 120 <laughs> chihuahuas. <laughs> if they didn't get you to the ground, it's over for them. But once they got you to the ground, then then you're then in trouble. Now it's a, now it's now I'm in a pickle. Now it's a mm-hmm. real fight. Mm-hmm. 
What were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, turkeys? Yeah, we Being were talking about planes. And we did talk about the Navy uh, oh, Navy yeah. pilot flying a, uh, drawing a dick in the sky, mm-hmm. which I got to be honest with you, is a pretty good use of that pilot's, uh, that aviator's skill and talent. That, I mean, I saw the dick. It's not a good dick. It is a good dick if you consider that he was flying at like 700 miles an hour. I it's guess. A pretty, but it's a pretty good dick. I feel like he could have done better, is all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, clearly, there's a reason he was a aviator in Seattle. You know, whatever. Mm, yeah. He's not, cr- he's, he's not a Top Gun school. He's not in San Diego. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying Tom Cruise would have fucking... Even Iceman would have done a better dick than that. I mean, Iceman, he did win the Top Gun class, Michael. Of course, Iceman would have done it. Uh, well, that's only one- because of Tom Cruise's fucking attitude. Well, end of his horrible, horrible PTSD after Goose's death. How dare you? It's like you didn't even see Well, that's the movie. part of the attitude. Yeah, that's true. It did get him killed. Um, actually, it didn't. Uh, again, Iceman got him killed. But I was, either one of them, Michael, you would see the veins in that dick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both of them are- It would be are, a veiny, triumphant bastard, for sure. Yeah. Man. Damn it, I want to see what the dick that they would draw in the sky. That's that's the uh, that's in Top Gun Two that never got made. Uh, it's actually in production. Actually, if if Tony Scott hadn't died, it probably would be out right now. But guarantee you, Top Gun Two is coming out where Tom Cruise is a drone pilot, but has to get called back into action. I I have to believe that is the plot, and I can't wait to see it. And if they don't draw a dick in the sky in it, I'm going to be very disappointed. If it if it doesn't open with him being bored drawing dicks in the sky with a drone. <laughs> My $20 ticket is wasted. Fuck, that should have been in Hot Shots Part 2. Hot, Hot Shots Part 12. Well, damn it. No, there's another movie that won't ever get made because Charlie Sheen's a massive piece of mm. shit. God, we can't even talk about movies anymore. Everyone's yeah, a piece of everyone's shit now. Bad. Every, every man on the planet is bad. Michael, hey, sorry to sorry to tell you this. I know I'm late because it's not International Men's Day any, anymore, but you're a hot garbage pile walking around <laughs> in the face with your sweet bearded face. Sorry. That's that's accurate. And I'm a big trash man just with a terrible dumpster body. <laughs> sorry, we're all bad. Pr- until you prove otherwise, we're all terrible poop people. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. And I hope none of that seemed like we were making light of it. Every like all these people are trash poops. No, yeah, no, we're not making light of it at all. We're we're actually making very heavy of it. The opposite yeah. of making light. Yeah. Oh, poop. Well, shit, Mike. What do you got? Actually, I got more trash people stories. You want to hear about it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've derailed you like three times. Sure. No. Let's 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 keep let's keep going down this dumpster pile. You got that. We're this one is slowly climbing pretty... into. This is actually like kind of funny, um, Michael. We've I've asked you this before. How do you feel about cops? <laughs> Ooh, I plead the fifth. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about cops doing drug busts? Yeah, you know, um, man, I hate it. I hate it. Did you, how do you wait? Not to derail you, but did you hear this story about the cops who like held this elderly couple at gunpoint because they thought they're fucking poinsettias or whatever where wheat was weed plants jesus christ yeah and i i know i know a couple didn't even let the lady put her so. pants on man she, wait she had no pants yeah god anyways I, so I, man so i mean that story and this story actually i know some people in law enforcement 
I, I know a couple, I have a couple friends who are there, but like, one, if you don't know what a fucking poinsettia looks like, please, <laughs> Jesus. Or actually, what marijuana looks like and how it does not in any way look like a poinsettia, Jesus. Mm. Um, so yeah, Michael, how do you, so we've established how you feel about cops and cops doing drug busts. How do you feel about cops doing drug busts on other cops? <laughs> You know, we talked about <laughs> we talked about this before about like everyone's a cop. Uh-huh. And you, everyone's a cop, and everyone's just a, in a different bust of some sort. <laughs> like the, these, the drug cops are trying to bust the uh, the cops doing the sting for the um, for the prostitution. It's it's all just intertwined. It's just a bunch of cops arresting cops. Some financial services cops, yeah. Um, so apparently, two sets of cops from the twelfth district and eleventh district of Detroit. Had and bear in mind these are the special operations groups of each of these uh, police departments. Best of um, the best, yes, best of the best, cream of the crop. So according to one neighbor, said there's definitely a drug problem in our neighborhood for years. I don't think anyone can get rid of it. Well, Michael, these two precincts they tried their best to do it. So two undercover officers from the 12th precinct special operations group were uh, undercover in a push off in which they pretend to be dope dealers, then they wait for eager customers to approach them, and then they arrest the buyers and seize their vehicles, which seems like eh, kind of a mm. fucked up thing in general. But And then probably sell their vehicle at a police auction and keep all the money. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so this is where it gets pretty nuts. So instead of customers, two special operations officers from the 11th precinct showed up to buy drugs. <laughs> And not realizing that they were fellow officers, they each ordered each other to the ground. (laughs) And at that time, for some reason, the rest of the special operations team from the 12th Precinct showed up, and they began raiding a house a couple blocks away. And instead of fighting fighting crime, they started fighting each other with guns drawn and punches thrown, while the homeowner stood there and watched. (laughs) So it was basically like real life super troopers. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're like tying each other up with caution tape and just punching each other in the face. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. it makes sense. And uh, there's no footage yet, but apparently at least one of the the uh, officers had a body camera unit. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. And has it all on tape. And I, for one, can't wait to see it. Oh, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure that's going to get released because they're always really good about actually not erasing all of the body cam footage all the time. Well, that's only when they shoot someone or plant drugs on people, which I'm sure someone tried to do in this situation. <laughs> but there was too many people trying to plant drugs on too many other cops uh, for it to really work out. Can you imagine if you were the homeowner of yeah. the house being raided? Mm hmm. Like presumably on false charges, and then two different groups of undercover <laughs> drug dealing cops showed up and fought each other on your lawn. Yeah, I I'd be like, hey, hey, y'all, can you wait just like two seconds? I I need to make a quick bag of popcorn. Yeah. Also, I left my phone inside, and yeah. I'm about to be a YouTube sensation. Please, <laughs> just take a quick take a everyone take a five, please. I need this, dude. That would. Could you just yell world star a lot? And that would probably go over pretty well, I bet. Yeah. It's funny how no one got shot in this brutal brawl between cops. Yeah, no, it's weird. No one got shot. No one. Fuck. Yeah. 
Man, this episode's bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got I got something for you that it'll pick it. It'll pick this episode right up. You'll pet me right back up? Okay. Yeah. Well, lay it on me, please. So you're from Florida like me. I am. I'm there right now. Yeah. So we see a lot of dead possums. Or probably dead, since playing possum is kind of a euphemism for playing dead. It's kind of their thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, PETA recommends that when you see a dead possum or some possum playing dead, they don't recommend um, that you, you know, maybe try to move it off to the side of the road so a, a possum playing dead get, gets actually run over by a car. No, they they recommend that you go up to this maybe dead possum and open up its baby pouch. Sure. And check if it has some live babies in it before you just leave it on the side of the road so that you can have a bunch of live baby possums what or exact- get eaten by a possibly not dead possum. And what exactly are the next steps that they assume you should take on that front? Uh, Take it to an animal shelter? Take all of the possum babies yes, from a possibly from- not dead possum to the shelter. Yeah, so assuming that the possum is actually dead and it's not playing dead and when you approach it, it eats your face off. Yeah. Um, If it has live babies in it, you should definitely harvest them from the coochie pouch of this dead possum. <laughs> <laughs> and... and, and Hopefully none of these baby possums bite your fingers off, and you should definitely yeah. take it. Oh, no, it does say here you should use gloves. So oh, apparently okay. you're supposed to pull the gloves out of the car that you carry around in this very special case that you come across a dead possum with babies in its coochie pouch. <laughs> hey, hey, Dexter, since you carry, you know, leather gloves around everywhere you go to hide your fingerprints, uh, you know, just, you know, suit up, get in there, take those babies and uh, bring them to a uh, an animal shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, oh, says- wait, the article says they may bite out of pain or fear. So be sure to use a pair of heavy gloves from your emergency rescue kit. Which I know I have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this does very much remind me of... Uh, uh, I forget the comedian, but there's a joke about if you're, you know, walking around on campus or in town and someone hands you a flyer and they're basically just saying, hey, you throw this out. Maybe Mitch Hedberg. I don't know. Um, this is essentially you're harvesting baby <laughs> possums and bringing them to a shelter for cats and dogs and saying, hey, you kill these. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I didn't read all the way to the end of the article. Uh Oh, you're not supposed to harvest the babies from the coochie pouch. You're supposed to bring the dead possum? Yes. You don't want to risk causing further harm to any babies you find, so it's best to transport them while they were still inside the mother's pouch. Okay, so you're supposed to take a dead possum. A dead, disease-ridden possum into your car? Pull it in your car, and then Mm -hmm. take it to the animal shelter where they're going to be like, why in the fuck did you bring this to us? What are we supposed to do with the dozen... Baby possums without a mother and a dead possum corpse. I mean, I assume that they can take care of puppies, so they're probably equipped to take care of a litter of possum pups. Some possum pups? You call them pups? I'm going to call them pups. Um, <laughs> probably is equipped to do it, but, like, to what end? Like, possums don't have a population problem. Uh, good. Kush, I have to send you this picture. Is it just a possum screaming at someone taking its photo? <laughs> I assume it's- it has to be. No, it's it's someone just 
holding open a pouch from a possum just with all the babies in it. Okay, that's one viscerally upsetting. Is that mm-hmm. a dead possum? No, I think it's alive. The possum looks very much alive, but it does look like it's someone is literally holding open a, open a hole in this thing's <laughs> fucking tummy. And there's just a... Michael, you know in um, Empire Strikes Back when Han Solo uses Luke's lightsaber to cut open the Tauntaun and yeah. all its mm-hmm. innards spill out? Yeah. That's what this looks like. It yeah, looks no, like it looks like a seething gray mass of innards has tumbled out of this possum. But oops, it's just its babies. Also, it takes two hands and four fingers to do it. Not six fingers to do it correctly. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? I'm not doing that ever. No, right? Also, hey, can I say this? Possums look like look like God's perfect little nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Look, look, I know you have a, I know you have a problem with frogs, but like I would a hundred percent take a car full of frogs before I am even thinking about touching one of these goddamn possums. Uh, well, if that's actually the option, I will befriend. I'll take all those babies and raise them myself. I will suckle them at my own nipple. I do not care if the choice is between a car full of frogs and me. Like, literally nursing a litter of possum pups back to health. Hey, guess what? If it's got nipples, you can milk it. That's they me. Have, they have teeth, Kush. They will bite your nipples clean off. Whatever. It's worth... worth. It's Whoa. I can't, I can't. Dude, the other day, I was. I had to clean my parents' pool because it was bad. It was a real nightmare factory back there. And uh, I had to reach down into the skimmer and pull the bucket of, like, pine needles out. And there was a frog in there. Mm. And I made my nephew... Get rid of it. <laughs> your your six-year-old nephew? Yeah, actually, I gave him a wire hanger. I was like, hey, just poke around in there until the frog jumps into the pool. And <laughs> I thought did. you were going to say, skewer this frog and take it outside. Uh, well, no, no. I mean, I would have. Hey, roast it over an open flame. Um, no, I didn't want him to actually get too close to it because once it did start swimming around the pool, he just like was giving me, I was like, hey, Owen, let me know where the frog goes. So he was giving me minute by minute updates of where the frog was. And then it, it got very close to the wall and he was like knelt over it, maybe six inches away from it. And was just like, Uncle Mike, it's right here. I can touch it. I was like, don't touch oh. it because I don't want to fucking chop your hand off. And I will do that because if I don't, you'll touch me and then I'll die. The the only the only way to cleanse you of this frog is to burn you. Is with over- God's, ho- God's holy fire. <laughs> Hey, um, you know how they gave everyone 50 characters for their for their stupid Twitter name? Yeah, I do. God, that's such an awful fucking idea. But PETA's is, PETA reminder, 45 million turkey emojis are murdered for tea giving. It seems like they had enough characters to just say all of that. Right? Like... I think they could have just said turkeys and Thanksgiving in those well, characters. Look, I, I get, I get the emoji because you're trying to be hip and cool with all of the the millennials, you know. But like yeah. Thanksgiving, you could have said Thanksgiving. Yeah. At least why are you taking the TH. Hanks? Why are you taking the Hanks out of Thanksgiving? Hey, wrong show, but I'm with you. Yeah, keep that. Keep the. <laughs> it's the reason for this season. You got to keep Hanks and Thanksgiving. <laughs> I did. I did say Thanksgiving, which all things considered, a better holiday at this Ooh, point. Yeah. That way we don't have to celebrate International Men's Day, globalism, imperialism, genocide. Thanksgiving is just fun times all around. Mm-hmm. A couple, mm-hmm. couple poorly chosen roles in there. Sure, obviously, we all know that. But, uh, you know, still one of the greatest <laughs> actors of our, our time. This or any <laughs> any generation. Rachel tried to make me listen to Christmas music last night. I was Fuck like, hey, what's up? 
Yeah, wants some no. music to listen to. She's like, hey, put on Christmas music. I'm like, no, it's not, it's not even fucking Thanksgiving yet. No, yeah. You, I'm glad you shut her down. Yeah. She's she's wrong and bad. I don't think so. It's not time. It's not time for that. Um, I will say, so I had to, like I mentioned earlier, I drove from Atlanta to West Palm Beach, Florida, where my folks are, uh, in one night uh, on Friday, uh, so I could see my brother and his wife before they left. Um, as part of that, I a very unsafe use of my... You know, 10 or 11 hour drive. I just created a 80s and like 70s dance jam playlist. All right. It was pretty good. I, I might have sang uh, One Night Love Affair by Brian Adams 13 times. Just conservatively. <laughs> I sang it a lot. Uh, Yeah, no, I understand it. Yeah. And like, that's what I want from this holiday. Brian Adams is very underrated. Yeah, but he's still Brian Adams and Canadian. So let's not give him too much credit. I mean, Canadians have come up with so much worse since Brian Adams, though. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah, you, you're not wrong. Like, a lot worse. Nickelback, hello. Look around <laughs> Exactly. Right I do have a playlist of all Canadian pop music, though, and it's pretty good. It's one of my favorites. See? A lot of, a lot of beebs on there? No beebs. No beebs. A lot of what? Our Lady Peace, though. No beebs? How do you have pop music, Canadian pop Sorry. music, with no beebs? Sorry. Rock, so I, I meant like indie rock and rock. Oh, music. okay. <laughs> yeah, not not pop. My bad. So it's just it's just Our Lady Peace. Just it's you Our just Lady actually Peace. just have the Our Lady Peace album. Our Lady Peace said the the Our Lady Peace album. How dare you? You bite your tongue, <laughs> sir. They had a whole bunch of club bangers. No club bangers. Just like coffee bar bangers. <laughs> Mike, what do you got for me, bud? Um. Hmm. You want to talk about a dog who was mistakenly accused of attacking a cyclist? Um, yes, I do. Yes, I do, actually, because this, this, I actually have some experience with this in my life. This poor canine, the cyclist, so, said... So the, the, dog, the dog was wrongfully accused? The dog was wrongfully accused. Okay. And if it wasn't for the quick thinking of this old man who owns this dog... Wait, did the dog, dog immediately say, I want a dog lawyer? <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I, want, I want a lawyer dog. Uh, but also a dog lawyer. Also a, a dog, dog lawyer, though. I want I a, need dog a dog lawyer dog. Is what, what I need a dog lawyer dog. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So th- this guy is describing to the court. The day I took her to the park with my daughter and I didn't have Mishka on a lead. She walks really slow and I went to sit down on the bench and Mishka was sat next to me. I saw a lady come out of the path on the other side, and she was on a tricycle, and she had a little dog with her. I okay. assume he means one of those, like, old lady tricycles with, like, the yes. baskets and not, like, a little kid yeah. radio flyer tricycle. Yeah, I think so. And but the dog I, was in a basket in the front or back of the tricycle. Yep. Okay, I'm with you. But I like to think of her on, like, a little red tricycle, because it, it makes the story like better. Like the little girl in The Shining. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, her dog started barking, being very aggressive and making a lot of noise. Mishka walked over to them because she heard the barking. Her dog was trying to get through the frame of the tricycle to get to Mishka. So the dog, Mishka barked back at this little dog. Sure. Um, and the guy eventually was like, hey, uh, you know, Mishka, come back. And it did because it's an old dog. And the lady on the, on the, on the tricycle then claimed that the dog was very aggressive and attacked her and tried to bite her. So they had to go to court. Oh, no. Yeah. But this man, he thought... I'm just going to bring this dog in and show this man that this dog is too fucking fat to run after <laughs> anyone. 
so he he employed the he employed the this dog is too fucking fat and slow to attack anyone ever. That's literally taking the Chewbacca defense to the mm-hmm. nth degree. <laughs> Mr. Thorley was tried at Manchester Magistrates Court for having a dangerous dog out of control, but he was cleared when he pointed out that Mishka was, quote-unquote, morbidly obese and walked (laughs) too slowly to be able to bite anyone. (laughs) Hey, hey, come here. (laughs) As the owner of a fat dog, I really appreciate this uh, this line of defense. You know what? And it sets a precedent. Mm-hmm. You can say, hey, look, in People versus Mishka mm-hmm. in Manchester, uh, it was proven that a dog can be too fat to attack anyone. It turns out there is a rule in the rule book says a fat <laughs> dog <laughs> can't attack anybody. <laughs> this this dog is so fucking cute, though. It's a Alaskan Malamute. Oh, hell yeah. Fat, a fat little husky. But a fat, a fat old husky. I mean, I always do feel bad about chubby puppies, but when I see them, fuck, I'm just, it makes me so happy. Especially huskies, because, like, they're meant to be slender and, like, Mm -hmm. runners. Mm -hmm. And you see one that's a little, like, a little chubster, a porkster, Mm -hmm. it's like, God, your your nature's a little sin, and I love you Mm -hmm. so much. (laughs) The best thing about this dog is its head is, like, a normal husky size, but then he's just got, he's got a belly. I'm gonna need He's you to send me a big old I'm gonna, belly. I'm gonna need to see a picture of this pupper. Um, yeah, I do wish I had had this defense. I, I did at one point have uh, uh, one of my ex's dogs might have allegedly not gonna confirm or deny uh, nipped some old lady on the heel uh, mm. when we were walking one day, and uh, she wasn't as fa- she was pretty chubby. But, oh my god, what a little ham this thing is. <laughs> oh, I want to put her on a hoagie roll. <laughs> it's it's great because I was just watching, I was watching uh, season one of The Good Place. And you could, put, was, a t- you could put a full English, English breakfast on this thing's back. Hell yeah. Oh man, what a cute little pupper. Bro, I was watching the episode of the, the Good Place where she leaves to go to the Rihanna concert instead of house sitting for the and taking care of the dog and she just leaves him with all the food and the woman has to like carry the dog around in a fucking wheel or uh yeah, wagon. It's essentially this is essentially this dog. Mm-hmm. I yep. am actually kind of impressed that it is like ambulatory. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love the idea that you can just be like, nah, now nah, my dog's too old and fat to fucking bite anyone. <laughs> You could have gotten out of the way if you really wanted to. My dog is essentially a Christmas ham with, like, some <laughs> toothpicks in the front of it. So if you did get bit, that's actually your fault. Yeah, that is that is 100% on you because you could have, you could have crawled, you could have army crawled away from this dog and he would have not caught you. This dog looks like a stack of pumpkins <laughs> just stack, on top of each other. A stack of pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh he's great. What an adorable little pupper. Oh, all right. Let's see. What else do we have to talk about? Well, we can we... talk about something that builds on uh, our nativity scene from last week. I'd love to hear more about that. Well, we talked about our uh, our Lord and Savior, Beefus Christ. Mm-hmm. 
um, and how he was uh, depicted as a partially eaten Greg sausage roll in yes. an activity scene last year or last week. Um, well, apparently a, a <laughs> an artist he was inspired by this nativity scene and he took a sausage roll he dipped it in ketchup and he painted quite a marvelous picture of jesus christ really yeah i mean it's not gonna lie it's impressive let's see this thing wow right that's actually he painted it using ketchup and fries a sausage roll Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Now I see it. Sorry. It looked like a delicious <laughs> fry, but I, now I can tell that it is actually a puff, puff pastry wrapped pork roll. Okay. So the shading and detail here is incredible, actually. Can I tell you how fucking good these goddamn Greg sausage rolls look? And I want one so bad. I'm going to fly to London or England or wherever the fuck I have to fly to get a Greg sausage roll. Yeah. I will it's go a with sausage you. in a puff pastry. I will it's go like with you. It's like a pig's in a blanket, but better. Yeah. And actually, yeah, I'll go with I'll eat. I'll eat a dozen of these bad boys. I don't care. I do kind of want to commission this painting of Jesus in ketchup and take it and hang it in like the Louvre or my house. <laughs> Either one. Similar prestige. Um, like, okay, I've tried to draw an eye, like a, a human eyeball with like a pencil or pen. And this man did in ketchup and pork roll what I have never been able to achieve with like anything. It, the level of the level of detail and nuance in this ketchup portrait is quite frankly astounding. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean it's it's amazing. Um, apparently, he was was once on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, I could see I could see why. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? He probably would have won it if he had done this. I have to imagine if he had just painted a ketchup portrait of Jesus with a pork roll, like on stage, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you got it. And I actually, hey, can I say this? I don't really know how or why anyone wins Britain's Got Talent or America's Got Talent. Like, there doesn't seem to be a prize. It just seems like you sing real good and Simon Cowell claps at you and then, like, you leave. That's what I can tell from watching internet videos. I haven't ever actually. I think Howie actually- Mandel has to, uh, give you the go-ahead, and then you win. Oh, Howie Mandel comes down and gives you a briefcase that you won that had a million dollars in it, and then... Yeah, I think okay. that's how it goes. Okay, because, like, Susan Boyle, I just remember, it's like, yeah, okay, she she did the thing, and then she, everyone loved her, and she was big on YouTube, and then she had a heroin habit or something. What? Did I... Susan Boyle had a heroin habit? I don't know, probably. That seems right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fact-check you here. Uh, can I say some sort of, like, one buckwild part of this uh, Jesus painting portrait here? So there's a napkin from Greg's in the background next to JC, our good lord and savior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in parentheses, which, again, actually highlights another story from this week that the thing in parentheses are the best part of any sort of <laughs> anything. So it says, every sandwich is handmade, bold, bold font. In our shops every day, parentheses, we never sell yesterday's sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Like they're supposed to get points for not selling me old food. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me because, that reminds me because. Good job, um, Greg. <laughs> that reminds me because I need to, uh, I need, I have an ad from one of our newest sponsors. Oh, 
Oh, is this our first sponsored content? It's our yeah, our first sponsored content. You want to um, you want to break me off a theme song real quick? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's technically an old theme content. song. Yep, nailed it. What do you got for me? Sir, from our newest sponsor, it's called Whole Foods, but Whole, not the Whole one you're Fo- thinking of. Oh, okay. Whole Foods, H-O-L-E Foods. Okay, where like you food get, from a hole. Where you get deep discounts by buying recently expired items. If you didn't buy it, it was going right in the trash hole. Wow, yeah. I'll. Hey, Michael, I'll have what he's having Yeah. from Whole Foods. And we, you know, what kind of deals can I expect at Whole Foods? Well, fucking liberals out here buying three ninety nine a pound kale. You can get it for fifty cents a pound, and it's only got a few mold spots on it. Fucking take that, you fucking elitist liberals! Yeah, sorry, I'll take my arugula at twenty five cents a pound. Thank you. Exactly. Who cares if it's brown instead of green? Not me. It's still it. Hey. You know what? That spicy flavor on the arugula, so much more spicy. Mm-hmm. I, Michael, hey, when I want to own the libs, I go to Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. You know what I say? Take it to the hole. <laughs> <laughs> or take it from the hole? Take it to the hole and then take it from the hole as well. Just get in the hole. Whatever you hole. do, take it in and out of the hole. Yeah, you don't do not. Hey, guys, don't stay in that hole. Whole Foods, you're eating it. <laughs> That's been sponsored content. Sponsored content. <laughs> well, Michael, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was it was uh, sausage rolls. You were looking something up. Mm-hmm. Uh, look- I, w- I was looking up whether Susan Boyle actually did have a heroin problem, and I don't think so. Uh, it must have been cocaine then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Probably. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. Up. No, Susan Boyle lands in rehab clinic after historic upset in Britain's Got Talent finale. Boom. Wow. But let's see what let's see what it was. I did read the words massive drug problem, which is a little upsetting. Oh my god. Dossers assessed her under Britain's Mental Health Act. She checked herself into the priory where doctors treated her for exhaustion. That's not... Oh, hey. yeah. Which generically code for a massive drug problem. Um. Hey, can I... Yeah? Can we talk about European street use? Youths? Youths. Youths? Uh, you, young people. The young, <laughs> the young folk. You know, millennials. Did you say youths? I said youths. Oh. Youths. Um, so apparently in June of this year, Susan Boyle was attacked by a gang of youths who pelted her with stones at a bus stop and called her an ugly old bee. So what? Uh, They pelted her with stones? Yeah, they threw fucking rocks at her. At a bus stop? A group of 15 young people in West Lothian, Scotland, uh... Mainly boys, according to uh, the well, Daily no Mail, shit. Uh, said it also once threw a piece of. Hold on, this is bad. A piece <laughs> of flaming paper at her, which all right. Uh, no, okay, okay. Look, if I have to choose between flaming paper and rocks, and rocks, please throw flaming paper. Yeah, at throw. Me. Please throw single pieces of flaming paper. 
Apparently, okay, so now Have I'm you ever tried to throw fucking paper really hard? It doesn't go anywhere. Ah, I got you so good. Um, oh, damn, apparently someone threw a, they racially abused her, which she is. What? White, I don't know. Um, what race is Susan Boyle? Irish? <laughs> um, or Scottish, probably, since she's in West Lothian. Um, but did they know it was Susan Boyle, or was it just like a random attack and she happened to be Susan Boyle? I think it was, they knew she was Susan Boyle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, they, uh, yeah, they were throwing rocks at her bus, and then one time someone threw a, a bottle at her head, and then they lit a piece of paper on fire and threw it at her face, which, again, as far as threats go, <laughs> I don't want to downplay the these threats to to Susan Boyle, but uh, yeah, yeah, rocks seem much more harmful than flaming paper. Yeah, like, I guess if like you want to come at someone, like come correct. Don't don't light paper, like liter- light the bottle on fire. I guess. But yeah, yeah, or or maybe it was like a really sweet paper airplane. That could be actually that. Now that's pretty great. Like if you could aim the paper airplane so that. A flaming paper airplane like went right into your face. Like that would be pretty bad. That's I think. a hell of a delivery for like abuse, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh sorry anyway, sorry, Susan Boyle. Get better with your terrible, terrible drug addiction. What were we talking about? I hey man, hey, can I say this? I don't know. How did we get how did we get down this path? Sausage rolls. <laughs> <laughs> it has hey, to have been sausage rolls while while we're in the uk yeah so do you remember Bodie mcboatface and fairy mcfairy face and face well actually um so apparently so fairy mcfairy face was an australian you know fairy they mm-hmm. the contest wrapped up like two weeks ago and I don't know if you know this, but apparently the workers in the the fairy union, which is a weird phrase to say, um, have refused to work on the boat because the bo- the name of the fairy, Fairy McFairy Face, is too demeaning, and they don't think it's they think it's a below their station to work on a ship with that name. So they named it. No one's using it. So the boat is tied up on the pier, and no one is using it because it has such a dumb name. well uh so you would think that these cities and organizations would learn from their mistakes to ask the public to name shit uh yeah no i'm gonna follow up with this with something else but go ahead so this is in doncaster uk where they asked man the uk has the best names right i'm doncaster that's like a it's like a newscaster's awesome name. <laughs> like Storm Welcome Weathersby. To Welcome to the morning. I'm Doncaster. <laughs> <laughs> so the Doncaster Council asked the residents to name their new um road gritters, which are kind of like salt trucks, I assume, sure. for like snow and plowing and shit. Um and basically they, they asked them to name it, but they they did say that it has to be clean and it has to be original. They're like, we don't want to, you know, sort through like 800 gritty McGrit faces or some shit. Yeah, no thanks. And you know what? Doncaster fucking nailed that shit. They delivered? Really? They delivered, man. So these were some of the, the choices, some of the suggestions that didn't get chosen. Okay. Sp- 
Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Pretty good. Basil Salty. Yeah, okay. Grit Van Dyke. Uh-huh. True Grit. Fine. I'll take it. Salt Di- Salt Disney. Eh. Gritney Houston. Better. Yes, into it. And Grit Balls of Fire. Okay, I'd probably, I, you know, hey, of those, I'd probably go with uh, Gritney Houston. Gritney Houston's pretty good. Spready Mercury is probably my favorite, though. <laughs> Spready Mercury is strong, for sure. <laughs> but these were the two winners. Okay, two winners. Okay. Two winners. They had two two different machines. So, first one is Gritsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Anti-Slip Machiney. <laughs> yeah okay and the other winner is david plowy or david plowy i I guess it has to be plowy technically yeah i i like itty gritty whatever (laughs) gritty bitsy teeny weeny yellow anti-slip machiney that is pretty pretty good a bit of a mouthful i will say that probably tough Mm -hmm. to get on the side of the machine but i do like it a lot Yes. So it will it will join their other gritters, which are also eclectically named Brad Crit Brad Grit. Yeah. Gritney Spears. The Sub Zero Hero. Okay, so they're already used to naming things oh, yeah. terribly. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Plow and my favorite, Usain Salt. <laughs> that one is pretty good, yeah. Probably would have gotten Osama bin Sultan, but I guess <laughs> that I think I think that probably has a negative connotation that they didn't want to deal with. I mean, salt melts things that it, you know maybe nature doesn't want melted. So like steel beams. Yeah, exactly. Jeff Fuel can't melt steel beams, Kush. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Fuel can melt steel beams. Um, Dude, Gritsy yeah. Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Anti Slip Machiney is is very strong. Right? Like... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very good. I hope that win. I mean, it should win, obviously. Um, yeah, that's... So whoever wrote that is more clever than I am, and I really appreciate it. So kudos to you, Ray, and a British Doncaster person. You did it. You should have... <laughs> hey, you can have my seat on this podcast from now on. It'll just be... It'll just be puns nonstop for like an hour, though. Yeah. I will say, though... So that does... Obviously, the... This new mode of opening up naming things to the internet does not typically end well. Uh, see Bodie McBoatface and Fairy McFairyface. Um, mm-hmm. But we keep doing it, including some of our, some of the world's most powerful organizations. Um, I posted this on Facebook on the Trends and Paces page a couple weeks ago. Um, but apparently astronomers recently discovered an object in the Kuiper Belt, 6.5 billion kilometers from Earth. It's pretty, it's it's big, not too big, but it's basically at the edge of the solar system, and NASA and the New Horizons satellite team want the internet to name it, because right now it's named 2014 MU69, which is... <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, before the New Horizons satellite does a flyby of... 2014 MU69. Nice. Uh, they want to hold a contest to name. Mm. Mm. And I just, like, why? Yeah, like, why? well, I get it. Look, I get it. I'm bad at naming things. Whenever I have to come up with, like, a fantasy football team name or, like, um, a trivia team name, I'm terrible at it. 
Well, I can never come up is, with anything good. So the thing is, I, I'm, I'm okay at trivia names, but other than that, I'm not great. But also, there's some there's a thing about like the wisdom of the crowd where it's never the right answer. And apparently the team already has a couple names in consideration, like Año Nuevo, which means New Year in Spanish, hmm. or Camelor, a fictional city that lies in the Kuiper Belt from sci-fi. Or that is Mjolnir. made up of only camels. Yes, exactly. I've heard of that Camelor. one. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it, it's like Camelot, but there's but, a camel king yeah. and a camel sword. Or uh, Mjolnir, which is Thor's hammer. Or Zah, Zahadum, a fictional planet at the edge of the galaxy. So they oh, have cool names. Oh, that one names. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That one makes they a lot of cool sense. They have cool names lined up. You know, I will so say So why would that... they even open themselves to asteroid make asteroid face? <laughs> I will say that when I worked, I worked at a company where we built a machine that made holes with lasers in it. Or wait, made holes using a laser to make the holes. Um, And I, we were trying to come up with new names for it because all of our naming conventions were like numbers and maybe some letters. So very similar to like 2014 MU69. Nice. Um, And so we're trying to come up with new names. Actually, at this point, why don't we just call it? Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, and I wanted to call the machine the Death Star because sure. it uses a laser to shoot a hole in things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, they said no. So, Because it's evil? Yeah, because they're like, oh, we don't want to be associated with evil and the Empire and whatever. I mean, to be fair, Death Star was not much of a precision machine. Mm, that's a good point. And it got destroyed multiple times because of a really obvious weakness. And by like a ragtag group of farm boys. You don't want that. But you know what? I don't think there was any, I don't think there was any rebels that were going to fly their tiny little TIE fighter. I mean, uh, tiny little X-wings through our uh, crevasses and shoot our, our machine to shit. Uh, yeah, Michael, that's exactly what Grand Moff Tarkin said moments before he was blown up by a well-placed proton torpedo down the exhaust port of the Death Star. So, uh, why don't you read a fucking book and understand that sometimes your greatest weakness is the one you never saw coming. I hate you. Well, hey, bud, you're the one who walked directly into my trap, okay? It's a trap! <laughs> hey, you did it! Hey! <laughs> I nailed back. it. Nailed it! Nice. Um, what would you call the weird asteroid thing? What would be your name for it? Um, Rocky McRockface. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Something far out in the middle of nowhere, probably pretty lonely. Doesn't have a bunch of friends. Uh, probably spends a lot of time by itself. Probably talks so to Eeyore. itself a little bit. Uh, I was going to go for Michael Cushing, but yeah, Eeyore works. <laughs> Michael Cushing McCushing face. Uh, so I did just see this on, I'm reading an RS Technica article. Um, call it Dwayne, the, sorry, call it Dwayne Johnson, because it's The Rock. Oh, nice. Just pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. What would you call it? Gritsy, bitsy, teeny, weeny, <laughs> yellow. <laughs> Outer space machiney. <laughs> I told you I'm bad at names. Just whatever was the last thing in my head. That's what comes out. Yeah. Well, Michael, uh, I think that'll probably do it for us this week on Trends Little Places. You want to close this out real quick? Uh, sure. Um, I got an FML. 
Lay it on me. Today, I found out that while not exactly probable, it is definitely possible to squirt yourself in the eye with breast milk. It burns. <laughs> FMO. Oh, no. Oh, too bad. Yeah, Sorry. I would not expect that. Because you pour milk in your eyes when you when you get like, what that shit's called? The gas. The, the gas. Tear mm-hmm. gas. That's what it's called. Nailed it. Got it. I told you, I'm bad at coming up with names that even already exist. That already exist. That's that's a bad time. <laughs> it feels like feels like boob milk shouldn't do that to you. Sorry, mom. It shouldn't burn, right? It shouldn't burn. What's because like baby baby stuff is supposed to be easy on the eyes, like Johnson's baby shampoo. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the baby might get breast milk in its eyes at some point, and it should not burn them. Sooner or later, accidents do happen. That baby's gonna get shot right in the eye with that good good milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe maybe the mother's just been drinking a lot. A lot of alcohol. Fireball. A lot of fireball. Ooh, Get some cinnamon right up in there. Fireball. <laughs> hey, call DHS. You're a bad mom. <laughs> well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Um, everyone, thanks for joining us. If you like the show, you can find out more information at goodbuddyamedia.com slash blog. Um, I will try to put up a couple of blog posts with the photos that Michael shared with me for with this very fat dog uh, and this horrible, horrible possum. Uh, so you can check those out. And... Uh, uh, you'll notice that we did a fake sponsored content uh, thread <laughs> in the middle of this one. Uh, what? We're going to continue. We're, uh, sorry. Um, 100% accurate real businesses have paid us money to promote <laughs> them, and we are going to do that. And moving forward, we're also going to read some messages from our fans. So if you want us to read a message from you to another listener, please go ahead and email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We will read those messages. I have one in the in the works. Get ready, buckle up your socks, uh, and uh, look, be on the lookout for that. So if you want to send a message to someone or you just want to leave Michael and I a message that we can read to each other on air, please send us an email at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We check everything, and uh, we would love to hear from you, and we want to read your message on air. So uh, please take a moment and uh, shoot us an email. And uh, Michael, how else can people help us out? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at T-I-L-P-Cast, TILPCast. If you will, and I will. Um, and when you do see us post something on there, please share it, retweet it, um, you know, whatever else you do, favorite it, heart it, uh, give it a thumbs up, um, whatever the kids are doing these days. I don't know. Um, you, you can also find us on all of your favorite podcast apps, uh, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. All of that stuff. All the good um, ones. All the best ones. All the good ones. All the good ones and all the bad ones. Mm-hmm. We, we don't discriminate. So all yeah, good I don't, ones, I don't know, bad I don't ones know what weird between. shit you're on, but we're there too. Yeah, we're there. Anything you can think of, we're probably there talking to your to you right in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do find us on one of those podcast apps, um, if you could rate us or review us or give us a thumbs up, that would be awesome because that is how you tell other people that... We are worth listening to, and I think that we are. Yeah. And speaking of worth listening to, I forgot to mention our sister show, uh, Longest Days of Our Lives, which Michael and I do with our good friend Curtis, and we watch every single episode of the hit show 24. Uh, Usually comes out on the same day as this one, and uh, we are about... Six hours into season two right now. as perfect time to jump in. Uh, we watch every episode. I break it down minute by minute so my two chucklehead friends can react to it. And uh, it's a whole lot of fun. Even if you've never seen the show, you probably like The Longest Savers of Our Lives if you like this one. So uh, why don't you take a minute to check that out? 
And uh, Michael, you want me to to close it out with a final shower thought? Please do. Just because you brought up Star Wars and nerd shit, I'm going to give this to you. In Lord of the Rings, the line, Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys, implies that orcs know what a menu is and have been to a (laughs) restaurant. Hashtag shower thoughts. Oh, shit. Can you imagine? It sounds like Mordor's not as bad as we've actually all been led to believe. It does sound like meat's, like, a little hard to come by, though. Maybe all all orcs are vegetarians? Oh, that would really change my view of orcs, I think. Yeah, but, like, but not by choice. Just by lack of meat and a desire to not be cannibals, which I can actually... So they're involuntary vegetarians, is what you're saying. (laughs) In veggies, yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> reddit.com slash r slash inveg well michael it's been lovely talking with you love you buddy love you too toodles